I'd like to be Mazda, I'd like to explain the most exciting and quite difficult chalik of the Chumash in the very beginning. It's just too bad that we read a sadra every week. Sometimes I feel that on certain sadras we should stay a few weeks, a few months, till we could get acquainted mentally and emotionally with the with the ideas in the sadra. And last week's sadra in Noyach, it's an amazing sadra. People are impressed that the world was flooded, inundated the whole world with the ark, the animals. I'm always intrigued by a different aspect of the Sadr. The fact that out of a whole world, out of a whole world, out of a whole uh, bankrupt world, where every individual was a failure, Human terms, every person in the world, the Rabban Shalom, the Bezden Shalmala, Paskin, and decreed after considering with ultimate truth, with ultimate tennis, <coughs> the Bezden Shalmala, Paskin, that every living soul, every living creature is a failure, an irrevocable failure. And out of the whole world, out of the whole world, there's one, there's one person, one solitary person, Noyach, that the Rabbi Shalom says and bestows the title Tzadik Eilatolis Noyach, and the Rabbi Shalom bestows the title Tzadik upon Noyach. Now this is very exciting. If you think about it a moment, if you step back and you sit down and you relax and you think about it, one person, and from that one person, a whole new world has to be recapitulated. One person. That the Rebbein says, oh, I created a whole Maisa Bereshis with miracles Unlimited in the in the Bria. A whole cosmos. I'll maintain the cosmos and all the miracles that are involved in the laws of nature for this one individual. He's a tzaddik. After one to understand this, if you have an insight and an understanding into this, it's a source of unlimited chizuk and strength for every individual. If we can get open a little window, if we could, you know, get a little insight into into the personality, into the character, into the mahus of Noyach, it would be for us very inspiring. Our world of decay, you know, we have a situation here which is hard to digest. It's, you can't even get your brains, your, your intellect can't even grab hold of it because it's a very big problem. You know, we learn, we study in sociology and biology and the sciences, the influence of environment. We are all influenced by our environment. 
depending upon which environment we find ourselves. We're influenced. You know that there are psychological uh, proofs of a person who didn't take one drink of intoxicating liquors. If he goes into a room and everybody is drunk, by suggestion, he becomes inebriated. To a degree. There's a physical law environment. And that also excites a person's interest. How does a man like Noyach merit the title Sadiq in a totally decayed environment? Where, where, where the Chazal expressed themselves in such sharp and extreme terms that there was a total upheaval Total turnabout, the human beings were highest. Like we know, they can become. How does a person maintain himself to the madrig of being a tzaddik? Such a door. So what is tzaddik? A beard and pay is a tzaddik? Long coat is tzaddik? What's a tzaddik? It's very important to understand this sugya. What, what, what does it mean, tzaddik? Last week, I, 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 I thought into, I saw a, a very deep source, a little light in this matter. My mind is, has been unrest since then. <clears throat> let's, let's leave Noyachach alone for a while. Let's talk a little bit about Tzaddik. Let's find out what a Tzaddik is all about. In the history of the human being, in the history, in the total history of the human being, the human being reached his peak twice in the history of the world, according to the Torah. Twice. Man was at his greatest dimensions and at his greatest heights at the time of Massa Beratius. Or the Marishna. Before the Chet. The Gemara goes in and the Medrashim go into detail as to what, what was other Marishim when the Rabbanishon created him and created Chava. What, what was he? What, we know there's such a thing as a big person and a small person. We know that a person is resilient and a person has capacities. We know that in human terms that there are big people and there are small people. There are, there are people that exude with nobility and chesed and ketushet on every, on every step of their life. And unfortunately there are other people that are so shriveled up that they are lower than animals. The Gemara says about other Marishim that at the time when the Rabbani Shalom created him, the Gemara says that Malachim, Malbikshu Malachi Asharis Loimashirilafanov. The Gemara says that Malachim made a mistake and thought he was a type of deity. They were so impressed and so amazed at his stature that was bigger than Malachim. The Gemara says, to, to sum it up in one phrase of the Gemara, 
the Gemara says another Marishin he saw from one end of the world to the other end of the world. How can you see from one end of the world to the other end of the world? The world is curved. How can you see? The Pashat Pshat and the Gemara is that he was a total master of the world. <coughs> Wherever his eyes gazed, he understood the function and the symmetry of what is what. Our vision is blood. We'll come to that. We have opaque vision. We don't see. We don't know what we see. We see what we want to see. But Adam wherever he gazed, he understood. It was defined. The world was totally legible and, 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 and intellectually palatable to him. That, at that time, that's pushing. That that was the peak at the beginning, we don't know. We don't know what, what the whole Sedra Bereshis is all about. It's all garbed and veiled and curtained in mystery. We don't know what it's about. We can barely make out the, the, the text. But what, re, what, re, what the, the residue, what's left with us is that, other, that at that time, other Marishim, before the Chet, he was at, at the peak of what, a, of, of what a person could be. What the chet was. He ate an apple, he ate a fig, he ate a grape. It's irrelevant at this moment. We don't know what it is at this moment. But the fact was, there was a decline. In that matzav of Ruchnius, and that madrege gavoya that other Marishan had at that time, there was, a, there was a decline, and he was exiled from Ganeiden. We don't know what Ganeiden was, but we know that his stature changed. Changed, it fell, people became small, Cain killed Hevel, Abai came into the world, Gilearias came into the world. The world rolled downhill. Humanity rolled downhill. Where was the second peak? Where was the second peak? In, in human terms, in, in, in the history of humanity, where was the second peak? The peak was Matan you look in the Gemara, and you want to discover, in terms of a human being, you see in the Gemara, in the beginning of Mesechta, the Gemara enumerates there what happened at Matan Torah. The essence of the Gemara is there that at Matan Torah, at, at, at the experience of, of, of Matan Torah, again man rose to the dimensions of other nations. Not to go into great detail, it's a whole black Gemara there. But the upshot of the Gemara is that at that time, at that moment, at the foot of Sinai, again, it was in a different format. It was already with a revelation, with Nevuah, with a Torah, with a Moshe Rabbeinu, with directives, with Tariag Mitzvahs. It was, the format was different, but the Gemara by the Zohar, the conclusion of the Gemara is that at that moment, at that short moment, it was a very short moment in history, for a moment, man lifted himself. A person can be big one second and small the next second, and big again the next second. We all know it. At that, at that period of Hasinai, the Gemara said, 
was like, according to the Gemara, was Paskazua Mosom, and at that moment, the Gemara, but the Zor, I think it's Tav Gimel or so, but the Gemara there comes to the conclusion that at that moment, they were like other Marish. So the question we asked ourselves is, can we perhaps find what expanded them, so what uplifted them, so at that moment of Hasinai? Was it a gift, Menashemayim? The Bishlam took them and took them up in a helicopter and made them big. Or maybe there was something in their experience that unlocked their Nishamas soul. If you look around in the Gemara, you look around the Gemara on Shabbos, you find an amazing thing that to sum up the whole experience of Hasinai, the Gemara says, the Gemara says it was two words. We'll look into the two words. From the Gemara and the Medrashim, it appears that the key to the whole Sinai experience was two words. From the Gemara and Shabbos and the whole Sugya there, the Gemara talks about Maimon HaSinai. So the Rabbani Shalom sent Moshe Rabbeinu to Klal Yisrael to tell him, listen, this is not, you're not going to see here in movies. This is not just a dramatic uh, experience. This is an experience, an assumption of vast and far-flung responsibilities. You've got to be Meqabal the Torah. What does it mean, you've got to be Meqabal the Torah? You're assuming responsibilities. You're going into a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Our relationship is, is a two-sided affair. You have to understand that you have to assume responsibilities. The Gemara brings that the Rabbani Shalom sent Shluchim to the Goyim and they didn't want. In each, in each set of nations for different reasons, didn't want to accept the title. So the Rabbani Shalom sent Moshe Rabbeinu, the Klai Yisrael, to tell him, listen, tomorrow there's going to be a Hasinai. What is your reaction? Are you willing to enter such a relationship? So in unison, they answered, as everybody knows, they said, Nasa Benishman. They told Moshe Rabbeinu something peculiar. They said, Nasa We'll do whatever the Rebbein tells us, the Nishman will hear. If we would have learned this subject, and they would have told us that they answered Nasser and Nishman, great, fine, nice, obedience, subservience, humility, and we would have walked away. In the Medrashim and in the Gemara, these two words, Nasser and Nishman, fire begins to pour. Mamish, fire, Ruchni's the fire begins to pour on these two words. The Madrash brings that Bishosha Omar Yisrael Nasa Venishma Omar Karishbohu Mi Gila Rozella Bonai. Who divulged this secret to my children? The secret of Nasa Venishma. It was a secret. And the Madrash goes on to say, Roz. This is a secret that is only known to Malachim and not to humans. 
The Rabbanishlam Kvayachl to say it was amazed. Who told him the secret? The secret of mass punishment. What secret? Yet more, it goes further. In the Medrash, fire. That in these two seemingly, you know, harmless words, that in here, in here is the secret, the secret of the Malachim, the secret of the angels, the secret of everything in the Rabbanishlam's Kvayachl stands in the says, Who told them? Who divulged them? How did they come to it? Not only that, not only that, the Gemara says an amazing thing. That in the moment that they said Nasav and Ishma, the Gemara says, Yodu Malachim, two Malachim came down, and each Malach put a crown, a kesa, on, on, on every Jew's head. One kesa for Nasir and one kesa for Mishra. So the Shaila comes up. Is this a story for little children? You be good, we put a crown on your head. The Chazal are speaking to us. They are beckoning to us. They are whispering to us. When you find a piece of Gemara, and the Gemara says something, they left us a legacy. They want us to understand something. What are we talking about here? And they expressed themselves and they said, two malachim came down and placed two crowns on each Jew's head. What are these two crowns? What are these two crowns? And unfortunately, we lost the crowns after the egg. What is this? What were these two crowns? What's the meaning of a crown? What's, what's the symbol of a crown? What does it mean? Let's for a moment dwell on this. This fantastic thing here is a mamash. What's a crown? What's a kesa? You see, an international tacit agreement, the heads of governments, a melech wears a crown. Whether he's the king of Zambia or the king of England, he wears a kesa. And even in democratic countries, there's also something a substitute for a crown. If you look on the on, 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 on the on the dollar in the back, there's a pyramid with an eye. So uh, it says underneath the Great Seal. You know what I mean, the Great Seal. I mean, it's a form of a crown. A crown is a symbol. And the Great Seal, what they put in the seal, what the founding fathers put in the seal, is a symbol. What's the symbol of what? Be'emes, as it's explained in other places, as it's explained in other places, every Ummah has its chilek of toif. If, if there would be an Ummah which is totally ra, absolutely, 101%, totally ra, wouldn't exist. There has to be buried someplace, there is someplace a chilek of toif there. A nation is an idea. In England today, there you can see, it's apparent, the, 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 the ceremony, the pump around the crown, they keep the crown in the London Tower. The crown is made out of the most luxurious and expensive materials. The place where the queen wears it, the place where she wears it, what is it? 
A country is not just three-dimensional <coughs> land and people. A country is an idea. It's a culture. It's an idea. Each country is an idea. It's an idea. England is not France, and France is not England. It's there are unique cultures. And somehow, an idea always begins in the abstract. An idea is a machshava kedum. And from that machshava is nishtalshal, the gashmiya, the factual, the, 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 the material expression of that idea. The king is the chosen one of the people. And he wears the crown on his head. In other words, the idea comes down through him. But the crown represents the formula, the idea, the essence, the essence of the nation. The thought that precedes the, the physical expressions. The Ruchmias before the Gashmias. That's the Kesa. It's not Stama Crown. The Crown of England, the Crown of, of Norway, the Crown of Denmark, the Crown of Zambia, of the Watutsis. It's an idea. It's the formula. H2O is water, but H2O is the idea. Abstract. Now, there's such a thing as a human being. There's such a thing, the Rabbanishlam created an entity which is called Adam. Before you create Adam, what's the idea? What's the theory? What's the essence of an Adam? What's the essence? Tell it to me in a formula. Tell me the essence of a person. What is it? The essence of a person is Nasser Nishman. One minute, let's discuss it. The essence of a person is Nasser Nishman. Nasser's action. If you'll sit down and make a cheshman and nefesh to see whether we act, you will see that out of all the movements of our body that we do a whole day, as long as we're awake and walking around, a very small percentage of it is nasa, is action. Why? Because a great percentage of what we're doing is not productive and not created and not meaningful. And we don't even want to do it most of the time. You take a look in society at large, people are living years and working and toiling and doing things that do not reap them any happiness, which are unproductive, which are counterproductive, and they're doing it. Why are they doing it? Because the prevalent culture dictates them to do it. I once spoke to somebody who took drugs. I asked him, what, what is it? In honesty, in a moment of truth, the person told me, he says, listen, 
I'm in a society and my friends, he says, I don't enjoy it. I dread it. I fear it. I know, I know the bitter harvest of it. He says, that's the cool thing to do. So if he's taking drugs, is that, an, is that considered an act of a human being? His act? Can I, can I assign this act to his innermost mitzis? Can I say, this is what he wants to do? No, he's manipulated. That's not called a ma- that's not called nas. Nas means that you do something that comes out of the inner recesses of your being. I want to do this. I understand this is what I should do. I'll give you an example of it. In everyone's life, a person sometimes does something which is difficult for him to do, but it's right for him to do it. A person sometimes is faced with a situation where he knows what he has to do, but it's very difficult for me to do it. Either it's embarrassing, either it goes against my ego, either it goes against my, 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 my physical being. But I overcome the obstacle and I do it. When the person does that, he gets an inner sense of satisfaction, which is not an ego trip, but he seems to feel an inner sense of happiness. That sense, that sense is the judge, is the ultimate judge of that. What he did is absolutely right as, and is in consonance with his mitzvahs, with his existence. You gotta go over and apologize to somebody if you did something wrong. Oh, it hurts, oh, it hurts. But if you do it, and afterwards you say to yourself, I did the right thing. There's an inner feeling, oh, I did it. Or you have to do a chesed sometimes, which is painful, which is, di- which is difficult. On many levels. And you do it, I did it. These masim relate to the essence of the human being. Masim. The human being, the human being was meant... In, in, in the deepest forum, this world is called Oilam Asiyah. Abiyah. The world of doing. In the deepest forum, they define this world in that this is the world of doing. Well, of action. When a person does an act which is a result of Bechire, he is at his peak moments. When a person does something out of laziness, or out of boredom, or out of being manipulated, or out of other narish kai, that doesn't satisfy the inner the nisham of the human being. Nasa is one one nasa nasa is one mirror into the mitzvahs of what a person is. Nasa we can understand. Nasa we can understand. We have an insight in what the nasa is all about. Nishma is the most difficult thing. Nishma is already almost an art. Almost a, a delicate art. Nasa, more or less, sometimes we have contact with it, whether actually, and I believe actually we have contact with Nasa. Nishma already is. Nishma already is the most difficult thing. Nishma means to hear. Penetrative hearing, to hear what's what about, our, about ourselves. To hear what's what about the world. Nishma to hear is, is the most difficult avoider. 
Shmir is a delicate operation. Nishma to hear. Person doesn't want to hear. Nishma to hear. Where am I? Where am I? Not, not to do. Not to not nothing. A person should hear. Where am I? What what's my situation? In relationship to myself, not to the Chafetz Chaim, to the Chazoyimish, to the Ger Where am I in terms of myself? The Rebbe Shalom said to him, "Arish Nifteret Zedas is Ayeko." He didn't ask him anything. He didn't. Why did you do it? That that's an amazing word. He didn't say to him, "Why did you? Why did you? Why did you? Why did you break what my commandment?" He didn't say that to him. What did he say to him? He said to Ayeko, "Where are you?" You're in exile. It was he. He came to the shirish of the chet. He he didn't say to him, "I was mitzvah you not eat from the etzadat," and you did it. No, he said to him, Ayeka, where are you? Here, where you are. If you'll understand where you are, if you'll hear where you are, everything will fall in place. Hearing is the most difficult avoider. Hearing is a chashman Where am I? What am I doing with myself? Who am I? What do I possess? Do I possess kaychas? Can an oblak You'll go around in the yeshivas and all over. You'll talk to people. 70% go around believing they can't even know oblak They don't want to hear it. Can I know it? They should us away. What's necessary? How's it done? People don't want to hear. People don't want to hear that they're at Salem, that they're lazy, that they're, that they're wasting their lives. People don't want to hear what's waste? What's time? People don't want to think about time. They think it's a course in philosophy in Oxford University. Oh, it's a course in logical... You need to study Wittgenstein to understand what the meaning of time is. People don't want to hear. What am I doing with my life? This is the most. This is already. This is a bigger void. This. Ooh, David Amalek said in Tilim, he expressed himself. Oh, he him. He said to him, Oznaim Korisali says, You gave me years. He thanked him for his years. He said, One Pasak, he said, Oznaim Korisali, you dug me out of my head of years. He thanked him for those receptors to be able to hear them and see us. In essence, Nasir and Ishma is the key to understanding the greatness of a human being. When Kual Yisrael responded on on Hasinai, on the foot of Sinai, Nasir and Ishma, the Rabbi Shalom said, Migil this is the essence, this is the secret, this is the secret, this is the godless, this is the key to the godless of a human being. Masim and the Koyach Hashmir. I see young people, I talk to them. Uh, uh, it's like I talk to a wall. Good people, talented people. I try to talk to them. What am I telling you? I'm telling you to, to, to fast. I'm telling you to get up for tikkun at night. I told you to grow a beard. I told you to grow pace. What am I telling you? I'm telling you, wake up 
and use your koiches that HaKadosh Baruch Hu deposited and imbued with it. You have it. It's in you. Uh, looks at me like a smarter than me. When Klal Yisrael said Nasev Nishma, two malachim came down and put two crowns on their head because Nasev Nishma, this is the essence of the sheer koim of a person. The crown represents the idea. This is the idea of man. Nasev Nishma. If you want to know what a tzaddik is, a tzaddik is a person. What does tzaddik mean? Tzaddik, the word tzaddik means symmetry. That's what tzaddik means. This we'll discuss at <coughs> a different time. A tzaddik means someone in whom Nasev functions. If you ever saw tzaddikim, whoever had time to be mishamish at tzaddik, to be near at tzaddik amiti, you will see, skip the miracle stories, skip all the mices, but you will see You'll be amazed by one most salient feature of this of these people is that they are exceedingly busy people all the time that they're awake. They're busy, they're busy with something. You will see that that the two things you'll see about them, that they are extremely sensitive to hear. I'll tell you something. May a little be a little crude, but you'll excuse me just to learn. Sometimes you have to say something that's a little crude. There were certain rabbis, one rabbi I knew, the old square rabbi, when they used to hear something ugly, they used to spit on the floor. I, did, I, I, I thought it was primitive. And I thought, but I said to myself, a Jew like the square Rabbi Zechai Levoche is more developed than I am. Can't call him a primitive. I said to myself, what is this spitting business? And I thought about it and I thought about it. And I got to an insight. A person's influence. When you hear an ugly thing and you don't protest, and there isn't a form or a shape of protest in you, Somehow, the dust of that ugliness falls on you. You're not, you're not, you don't react so well. The first time you hear something, you say, oh! You hear it tomorrow again, you say, oh! Next week, you say, ah! A month later, you say, hmm? <laughs> Two months later, you're used to it. What does that mean, you're used to it? Somehow, the dust of that ugliness fell upon you. You're not going to do it. But in a way, it's a form of acceptance. When this tzaddikim, when he heard something godly, in order to prevent his acceptance of the idea, he had to do something physically to retaliate. To! Psychologically, if you think into it, there's something in there. Tzaddikim, the, 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 the parish of tzaddik is a person whose entire strength is Nasev and Ishmael. Is Nasev and Ishmael. How Noyach survived his dog. Noyach, the Gemara, the Chumish says, was called Ish Tzadik. He survived his dog with his tzitkis, with his retaliation. 
how he could survive, how he could survive the environment was through Nasser and Ishmael. Nasser, he did not like the double Nishma. You are only influenced as long as you don't understand the influence. But once you penetrate and see the lie of the influence, it can't influence. A lie can't influence. If I know a thing is a lie. You understand? I, I, I could believe, I could believe that, uh, that some rock star is a big man and a big hero as long as I don't know him. But what if I get up close to him and I see he's worse than an animal? What if I see he's, he's just one bun, he's a pig? So he can't influence me anymore. That's called Nishma. When I see his picture in the paper and he's a big man, so even if I don't like him, oh, he's a big man, he's in the New York Times. But if I get up close to him and see that, that he's a heroin addict, that, that he's got to have heroin all day, and I look at him and say, this is a human being, he can't influence me. Noach survived his door because he was tzaddik, he had the koyach of Nasev and Ishma in him. He heard what, he perceived what the door was all about. One person couldn't influence him. He had that genius. And you should know, between the two peaks in the history of the world, Noach was someplace in the middle. This koyach of Nasev and Nishma, this is a phenomenal koyach. Nishma is the key to unlock the Nasev. Power to want to listen to what people don't want to listen. How many people told me? All kind of people, intelligent people. I, sometimes we get engaged in a conversation, in a serious conversation. So the person says to me, the person says to me, please don't rock the boat. I'm not interested. I don't want to hear. Men, women, intelligent people say, I don't want to hear. What does that mean, I don't want to hear? Koyach of Nishma is dead. What do you mean you don't want to hear? If I'm wrong, you, you prove it to me. You influence me. I want to listen. If I'm right, then what are you afraid of? I don't want to hear. That means that the person is totally devoid of shmir. You have to think about this here. A tzaddik, a tzaddik is a, is a person in whom the two forces of Nasr and Nishma function with high strength. Nishma! Let's see where we are. What are you doing? Oh, is it painful? Woo! The big key to unlock all the koichas in human being is Shmir. Hear yourself. Hear yourself. Hear yourself. You don't want to hear? Not talking about hear yourself, you know, to catch angels. I'm talking about hear yourself in the mundane and every day. What are we doing? What are we doing? Let's hear it. I want to hear. And just in closing, this is the reason why you'll understand something that you do twice a day and it's a sesedairaisa. This is the reason why Kabbalah so Machashmah the mitzvah Krishna starts with Shema. Funny word. Shema Yisrael, because this is the ultimate key. This is why Krishna starts with Shema. The opening, the road to the Neshama is Shmir. You have to hear. 